0: It's
1: Wild D. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Madness, the unfiltered haven where your voice won't be silenced and you can speak your mind without the bounds of scrutiny. This is the podcast where we keep it real. No filters, no holes barred.
0: That's right. It's a place for the fellas and for the ladies alike. We're here to say things that the fellas want to say to their ladies and the things that the ladies wanna say to their men. We're thrilled to have you with us tonight. This is more than just a podcast. It's a gathering place for all of us to come together and share our thoughts, our ideas, and our stories.
1: It's that time when the world quiets down and it's just you, us, and the thoughts that plague your mind.
0: We'll laugh together, we'll vent together, but most importantly, we'll be real together.
1: So grab your favorite beverage, get comfy, and join the crew because here at Midnight Madness, we don't shy away from any topic. We talk about life, love, relationships, and everything in between.
0: We know that there are things you've been itching to say, conversations you've been avoiding, and questions that you've been afraid to ask.
1: (laughs) Well, guess what? This is the place to do it.
0: No judgments, no taboos. We're all in this together.
1: And together, we're going to explore the mysteries of the Midnight Hour, the thoughts that keep us up at night, and the conversations we've been longing to have.
0: So what are you waiting for? Join us in on the madness. Let loose and speak your truth.
1: Because it's Midnight Madness. The podcast where you're free to say what you gotta say.
0: Welcome to the madness, folks. Let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ready to kick this thing off the real way, the right way, the only way. It's Midnight Madness, baby. You got your boy Finn. We got your boy Brent T. Brent T. How you doing, boss?
1: I'm good, bro. I'm good. Just letting these threads grow <laughs> That's properly. What just doing <laughs> doing God's work. Just doing God's work. Got you.
0: <laughs> All right, so look. A couple things we got to get through tonight, but I want to do it a little different, take a different approach. So obviously I'm a big fan of Cameron and Mace Dipset and not really it's Bad sick. Boy, but Mace, you it's know? It's okay. I actually still listen to Harlem World as crazy as it may be. And it just takes me back to opportunities in life where I ain't had to pay no bills, just to be real with you. You know? <laughs> so public
1: public service announcement for all the young people right now that may come across this podcast. Please uh enjoy your youth. Bills is a motherfucker. Okay. Don't That's
0: rush it. to get old. Don't rush to get old. Don't. Um but once you do, you know, and em- embrace it and then just attack. Just attack. Uh, being on the offense. But with all that being said, I yeah, really want to pay respect to what's going on with is what is what it is. Uh, I've been following since it was actually like a joke, or at least people were making it seem like it was a joke. Um, but they do this one thing on there that I'm sure that my New York friends and people, uh, they play a game called pause. Now, I'm not going to talk about the context of it, But that's how I would like to have this conversation. And if you stick along long enough, if you've never heard of this game called pause, if you stick along, if you stick around for this episode uh, long enough, (laughs) wow, I'm already starting off on the wrong foot. But if you stick around, uh, pause, long, (laughs) if you listen to this whole episode, more than likely you'll pick up on the context clues of why you say pause at a certain point. So that's what I would like to do. My brother, are you okay with that?
1: I'm fine. Yes.
0: <laughs> All right, so look, I don't play the game, man. So, But I just want to see if I would be able to. Because um, people are getting stumped, like, left and right, to the point where it's hard to be a guest on that show. But I think people want to be a guest on that show because... They might go into a deep explanation and then, you know, so let's just, let's just go for it. All right. So first things first, man, I'll tell you something that really struck me today, right before we jumped in, got the breaking news of the trade, the Portland trailblazers traded Dame Lillard to the Milwaukee Bucks. really puts Milwaukee into championship contention. I mean, people can look at it over the past few years. They've actually had the best record in the league, I would say two or three times out of the past three years. However, they've fallen fallen short multiple times to the point where they just got bounced by the team that Dane Willard requested to go to being the Miami Heat. Uh, So with that being said, just really wanted to talk about that. I think the angle that I'm coming from, even though they sent him to a championship caliber team, which is doing right by him. I also look at like they didn't, the team didn't honor his request. And also that theme that I typically bring up where if an organization has to think about doing what's right by you or doing what's right by the organization, nine times out of 10, shoot, 10 times out of 10, the organization is going to pick them. Uh, those are my thoughts, but I wanted to pass it over to you and get your thoughts on the situation.
1: So I'm trying to think back of when the last time a player, a high-skilled, high, high skilled, you know, Hall of Fame potential, all-star game, you know, that type level player, sacrificed a lot for a, a franchise. And like money wise, you know whatever it was like outside of football, a basketball player, and I think Dwayne Wade is the last person I can think of that really was just getting it on the back end. Pause. Um.
0: Hey, hey, good job, <laughs> good job. Hey, you're starting off on the right foot.
1: <laughs> hey, hey, I'm pretty solid at this game, pause. Um. So when you think when you. Hey,
0: hey, hey. All right, man. Go ahead. You got it. Go ahead. Kick it.
1: When you think about it, uh, what Dame has done in Portland is not the same as what Dwayne Wade did in Miami. And here's why Dame got paid in Portland. Like, top dollar. Dame Dollar. That's, that's, there's a reason why they call him all that. Like, he got paid. He stayed loyal to the team. He didn't jump ship when he could have. You know, he, he stayed there. He tried to request new talent to help, you know, build the strength of the entire team and their overall offense and defense. Um. But he also got paid. He didn't take a lot of major like pay cuts to bring in top-tier all-stars to really help Portland compete in the Western Conference. That's what Dwayne Wade did. So the difference to me is, you know, hey, he didn't really sacrifice for the organization. He stayed loyal to them. And gave them, you know, a good product on the on the court for the money that they paid him and his loyalty. But now it's time he he's ready to leave. His loyalty will be, you know, what I'm saying taken into consideration. But we our, you didn't sacrifice for the franchise. To where we have like a debt to pay. And that's the way I look at it. So when they say, "Hey, you're going to Milwaukee," and we and honestly, bro, we're helping you. We're getting some good some some good players over here, and we're sending you over there. So hey, thanks. I I don't see nothing like there Milwaukee. I mean, I'm not Milwaukee. Uh, Portland did him the best thing for his career. His money's still there. Now he's going to literally play with a, another MVP, another an actual MVP. He's going to play with, you know, a big, big men pause that can, uh, you know, help facilitate his perimeter game. I, I, they're like, there's no downside. The fact is, you're not getting to play with your homies. That's it. Uh, which is, you know, I understand that. I don't get me wrong. I get it. Like, that's the LeBron era. That's like, get to play with your boys if you can. Pause. God dang it. I almost missed that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm you saying?
0: Said, you, you said downside and play with your homies. <laughs> yeah. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs> that was crazy. That was crazy.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, was crazy. Yeah, we started going a little too far. You get too fast <laughs> into it. All uh, right, pause, you know. But, um, that was so, crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hey.
1: Yo. Oh, hey, yeah, let's yeah. get back on track. Get back on track. I get track. it. Get it. But uh yeah, going to play with going to play basketball with Giannis Antetokounmpo. I I I don't see no downside to that, you know, like there's no negative that comes with that. You're getting to play with a, another future Hall of Famer. I understand want to play with Jimmy Butler and, and, and Bam and the bio. And I think it's I think it's play basketball with Jimmy Butler and Bam at the bio. Those are your homies. I get it. I mean shit. Who who wouldn't want to go down to Miami and play basketball with their boys? You know what I'm saying? Like, live that life. The beach. The the nightlife. The ladies, the endorsements, the in, the endorsements. Let's talk about the money. Like what, like what sponsorships is 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 Dame gonna pick up in Milwaukee? That's gonna really put some bank in his pockets. Pause.
0: I think at this point he's already gotten paid, so he has to take an L on anything else outside of winning a championship and playing with a contender pause, uh, just playing with a competing with a championship team, a potential championship team is the favor that Portland tried to do for him. Outside of anything else, I I guess the, the bigger conversation would be, well, two things the way I'm looking at it. One, you have Miami who didn't put up enough for you. So did they want you that bad? Mm, right. That's one. Or yeah. did they have the assets to even bring you over? And then two, Giannis is able to do what he wants. Hey, come on, bro. Now, now that's the biggest thing. Pause. That is the biggest point that I want to bring to the conversation is that Giannis is able to say, I'm not signing, I am loyal, I, I love playing basketball. However, uh, if it's one thing that I am more than anything else, is I'm a winner and I want to play with winners. I want to be able to compete for a championship and the team that we're putting out there hasn't been able to accomplish that. So, before I sign anything else, you got to show me that you're committed to winning the championship. Mm-hmm. And what did they do?
1: Blackbuster trade. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, bro. And the crazy part, I don't know if it's like, I to like, how, how does losing Grayson Allen hurt? Maybe, like, oh. Well, you know, losing Grayson, losing the players like Grayson, like how losing.
0: You Bucks just... lost nothing, based off of what I observed <laughs> <laughs> the, they, Thank you. I mean, I love Drew. Drew Holiday. I love. They received I'm, him in a trade, right? Um, I mean, yeah, but I mean, he won a I, championship.
1: Yeah, so I'm saying I love Drew, but I take Dame over him all day long. Huh. I mean,
0: I mean, 100, though, right? So you have. Dame Lillard, who the Bucks get, and then they brought in another team to do some trades as well. So now you have uh, you have Portland, who received Drew Holiday. They have DeAndre Ayton because the Suns finally wanted to get rid of him. Well, about that have, time? You said what?
1: That was my time. Yeah, yeah. You know they
0: finally wanted that to get rid dog, of him. That boy dog water. Nah, I think he's good. I think he's actually really good. I think I he think just he doesn't have do the motivation to... At all. Yeah, he doesn't have the motivation to play. And, and you never know what happens behind the scenes, right? Just think about Aiden. Aiden is making a lot of money right now. Right. But at one point in time, he was supposed to be the highest paid big man. And he was going to get the bag. Even Chris Paul said it. He said he's going to get the bag. He's playing... Out of control. I think it was that one time that they were going to go to the finals and lose to the Bucs. Look at that. And they brought him right yeah. back into the conversation. <laughs> they went to the finals and lost to the Bucks. That offseason, he was supposed to get a big bag. But what happened was the son said, we're not going to sign you. We don't know your worth. We won't sign you until another team goes out and extends an offer and
1: mm-hmm. you're a
0: restricted free agent. So then we just matched it. And that's exactly what happened. Except yeah. for when you think about Dame's situation, usually when your contract is up or it's time to renegotiate, if you stay with the home team, you get an opportunity to get the big bag. Big bag. And, big, and, big bag. and Aiden got played out of that. So since then. He no, he played himself them... out of that. How?
1: He didn't he didn't play into the big bag. He thought his play dropped.
0: No, I think that was when his play was on his at, at its peak. Actually, at that point, but they were like, we don't know. I think Portland already wanted to do some other things. Number one, well, I'm trying. No, I'm not going to play pause right now. Yeah, Phoenix <laughs> wanted to do some other things at the <clears throat> time. The other thing that was a part of the conversation was they were impeding the sale. They knew that the sale was going to come.
1: I so, remember hearing about that. Yeah. So
0: they weren't going to they weren't going to commit to spending that much money knowing that a new owner would have to take it on pretty much. So once that new owner came, that's as soon as Kevin Durant came. I'm not sure if you noticed that. So as soon as that new owner came, he was like, I want Kevin Durant automatic, you know? Mm -hmm. So they already had other things going on. So I think from Aiden's standpoint, he wasn't motivated because he's like, why would I stay with this team when y'all didn't want me until y'all saw that somebody else wanted me and then y'all had to match the offer. Because he's yeah, a restricted they, free agent. That
1: was true. Yeah, it was true. They had to match the offer. Yeah, they had to I match. Hate, the- I hate that. <laughs> I I hate the fact that another team, like you, cannot tell you cannot you don't want to pay me my worth or what I feel my worth is. But another team says, "Hey, you know what? I I I trust in your ability. I love what you what you stand for. Um, and yeah, I want to pay you your worth." As a basketball player, as a person, as a, as somebody that, that I wanted in this franchise. And the team that, that wasn't willing to do it can just say, oh, well, we need this motherfucker, so let's just mm-hmm. match that. Now he got to stay. Bitch. I think somebody, somebody told me that happened. I say somebody told me. I saw a story of a basketball player, because I don't know no basketball players in the NBA. But I saw a story of somebody, I think that happened to them. I want to say it was Jeff T. He got some funny ass stories bro That's what I'm saying some of the shit these motherfuckers be going through Really remind me what you go through In corporate and in the military bro mm-hmm. Just pettiness Low key no reason Whole ass pettiness That if I could If the if, if you could yeet a motherfucker up one time And, and, and just, just have one Good yeet per year People wouldn't do a lot of the shit that they do in in business. Period. What's eat? Like when you when you take your left or right strong hand, your strong hand, and you like just go right up under their neck and they eat. You? And, I mean, oh wow! I mean, I, uh, <laughs> just just oh, <laughs> oh wow!
0: <laughs> okay, oh, <laughs> said, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, All right, wow. so, like, hey, I think with that, that's a that's a great conversation that we can even bring back in, but when you think about who runs these organizations, typically they're businessmen, they've done well in corporate, and they ran as corporate. That's why, as you think about the league and the perception of the league at one point in time, when Michael Jordan was wearing those suits, he wasn't wearing the suits because he loved them. You know, he wanted, it was mm-hmm. to be in the, I want you to see me as a business. Yeah. So that was the approach at the time. But now, you know, you can have business adventures outside of the sports. So you don't have to just approach yourself as a businessman when having that conversation all the time and wear suits. But um, yeah, I just feel like that's a, it's a wild direction that the NBA is ta- has taken. And also with Aiden, hopefully, He's on a young team now with Portland. He's able to show his work. Yeah. Um, he still got a bag. You know, he got about 100 mil, but at that point in time, you think about players getting 180, 200. You say uh, Luka Doncic about to – well, you seen uh, what's the guy named from – Jalen Brown from oh, Boston yeah,
1: 300. Celtics. Uh, 300. 300. <laughs> 300. Come on, bro. That's the bag. That's a bad bro. You and 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 immediately talk about investing it back into the, to the.
0: Yeah, he doesn't get enough culture. publicity because of, because of just, those things. You know, though,
1: you hey know? Jalen, one day, bro, I'm going to do a whole podcast, JKD, bro.
0: He deserves Parts. it, man. He deserves everything. Like like Ice Cube said, he's a hero. Um, on the, on the opposite side, you know that number one, he's about the culture. He's a person that has that discipline. <laughs> right he you know fast during the n b a playoffs that's amazing um doesn't even drink water. Come on, I'm not talking about like Come just on, not bro. eating.
1: you know how hard water. that is
0: you know? uh so
1: you know how hard that is <laughs> I don't think people understand what fasting true fasting,
0: <laughs> Bro, I can't even make bro, it through a, a conversation bro, with, my... without sipping
1: my parents. Man, I, I'm gonna take like, mine. I'm the only child. God. Man. I remember, you remember them fastings, bro. No water, no nothing. <laughs> I'm a child. Hey,
0: nah, that was, man. Looking back, that's punishment. I'm gonna tell you, look, <laughs> looking back, <laughs> look, I respect the discipline. I know, straight up, I respect the discipline. But looking 100%. back, i say that that's punishment. Yeah, that's I'm gonna punishment, tell you the reason bro. why, man.
1: It was hurting. <laughs> <Yeah>, I <ain't> know, <laughs> Hey, honestly, bro, and I, I know, like this, this. Some people are gonna take it, take this the wrong way, and I know God knew my heart, bro. But that's like that, that alone should get me to heaven, bro. That alone, bro, I did it faithfully. I, man, I got it, man. God need me to do something, do this, man. God don't need me to do this at six years old, man, seven years old, twelve years old, man, I, 15, 16, I... man.
0: That's, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think, and I'll, I'll say this, I do believe in fasting because I've incorporated that into what I do now and how How I live as an adult. Yeah. I think how I got there as an adult was through studying Mm. knowledge and also discipline and understanding that I want to push myself. Mm those things, there's things, there's trials and tribulations that, you know, I had to go through and certain body hacking that I wanted to figure out that got me to this level. I think that we need to really figure out how to break that down into easily digestible language for children, because it wasn't done like that for me. Yeah. That's,
1: that's all so, I'm saying. So I I think I catch what you're saying on a more simplistic, because you brought in children. Because I, I was going to say that I feel like through the years, you and I, specifically me, but you and but you, I've, you know, I've watched your body, you know, and watch you control it through diet and exercise and learning different things about your body and just seeing how you react to things. I think it's a real it's a science that 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 everybody talks about when people try to sell everyone on a certain remedy but it's honestly I mean, it's trial and error and it's and it's like really finding a way to use self knowledge which is we all isn't it funny how we find that things change every 10 15 years Way they tell you this was the right way to do a bunch of teeth, and then 10 years later, this is that was that was wrong. This is the right way to do an ab, a crunch. This is the best way it's gonna. Oh, that was wrong. So, self science is just people trying different ways and saying, Hey, I think this works. So, find different ways that works for you. You know, it, it took me 30 some years to figure out what was the right way to move my body and do things and how to like incorporate intermittent fasting like that like and maybe it's the crazy part maybe with the stuff my parents did when i was a kid our parents did when we were kids you know what i'm saying with introducing us to fasting you know for religious purposes maybe allowed my, me to have that as something that i would be able to develop and continue on later on in my life you know so
0: that's real, that's
1: real. so i'm i mean i think it's just it's there's no cookie cutter way man like And I ain't even I I know I can I can get in even better shape. I know it. You know, but it's like I don't know man.
0: So thinking about fasting, thinking about being in shape and in even better shape, I wanna make a quick transition to talk about big fight that's coming up on September thirtieth. We got Canelo versus Charlo, Jamel Charlo. To be specific, Um, my initial thoughts, I felt like when I heard Charlo, it was going to be Maul instead of Mel. Maul is 168. That's where he's competed at. Um, Mel has been 154. However, um, whatever the issues that are that's going on with Maul has kept him out uh, for about two years now. So with that being the case, Mel is picked up. It's a big fight, it's been a lot of talk before the pen was put to the paper, but since the pen has been put to the paper in interviews, there's been an extreme amount of humbleness on both sides up until today where they've all checked in in preparation for the fight in the Vegas. The only person that has been talking based off of my observation has been Canelo. Canelo saying, hey, I remember everything that you were saying. I feel like in my career at 33 years old, I don't have to prove anything to anybody. They know my body of work. If there's one person I have to prove it to, it's you. Because I remember all that stuff you were talking before we agreed to this fight. I am putting the bag on Canelo. Now, I'll tell you this. Because Canelo's already favored to win, I'm not going to make that much. But I'm going to make something because Canelo is going to knock him out. And I'm predicting ninth round.
1: Knockout. There's no reason to jump in because I'm next. Uh, I I never thought Charlo had a chance. (laughs) Like, I don't know why people keep acting like... I think everybody just thinks... That can because Canelo fought Floyd so many years ago. That Canelo, this old ass fighter, I think a lot of these, I think a lot of younger people like have really forgotten that yo dude is still he could still be argued a pound for pound. He's he's taken so many chances in his career pushing himself. Canelo could have stayed. In the division and dominated for years Move up one, come back down Just And just, you know what I'm saying And, and it wouldn't have been He had to, he knew that his body He was going to grow up and get bigger Not grow up, he'll get bigger, you know what I'm saying Pause, and that As he would do that like His skill set would change, but watch How well they have transitioned As he's jumped up from Weight class to weight class You yeah, know the and one thing ha- that
0: I'll Go ahead.
1: No, oh, so when people think that, you know, these, these Charlo brothers, man, like, I'm just, t- I, I, and I don't want to, cause I don't, I'm telling you right now, I'm not pussy. I'll fight each one of them motherfuckers. If they're gonna come up to me and start talking shit, we, we, we going at it. I'm probably catching L, cause I'm an, opti- I'm, I'm an optimist, I'm a, I'm a realist. You know what I'm saying? But I think they kind of pussy. Not, not in the sense of you know, like they, they wouldn't fight a man who disrespected them. But I think they, I think they, they are the kind of people that they know that they have a skill set that's better than the average person, and they use that, and they're disrespectful about it, and then they try to be cool, but they're side, they're side ass motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? And then they talk out their mouth. But then they say the other shit the later. I did I just can't respect the way they carry. Like, you know, I'm a Bud Crawford kind of fan, Spence, you know what I'm saying? Like the way they carry themselves. Maybe a little bit more Bud recently, because I love how he whooped, whooped Spence's ass and has still maintained a lot of like Like his same, his he hadn't changed at all. He the same dude. You know what I'm saying? I love that. So I'm even more of probably moving up to my favorite fighter. To, he, definitely my top 10 all time Right now After this last performance So anyway, I'm getting off topic my, I'm sorry But fuck Charlo I think Canal's gonna whoop his ass I think it's gonna be horrible And I, I'm predicting 7th round you going to 9 I don't think it goes that long I think he feels him out I think Charlo tries to impose his will I think he Gets rocked with one of those Canelo lefts, you know what I'm saying? It kind of just sets him up and it hits, gets hit, hit with an uppercut looking lazy. And then next thing you know, it's like the fourth round, he's fighting through it. Fifth round, it's like, oh, maybe he's fighting. It's like he gets hit with a nice right cross, a couple of straights. It gets in some tight body work. And by the seventh round, they got to stop the fight. I, I,
0: hey, look, I'm not trying to take anything away. I, I do want to call an early win. The reason that I won't is because I think just because of the respect factor that Mel might have for Canelo, not only Mel, but the trainer, uh trainer of the year, who just pretty much got outclassed in the last fight that we saw. Come on, man. He's going to, Mel's going to have a jab, stick and move, backup type of campaign going on. Like, he's going to hide, maybe go on the offense a little early, but then he's going to like back away, which Canelo's going to have to walk him down, which I think that by the ninth round, he's going to get tired of, you know, jumping around and moving around. One thing to note, to your point, to your point, going from 54 to 68 or 154 to 168 is tough. Not only is it going to be a a challenge to move the same way, 14 pounds heavier, but to also keep up the cardio. Now, anybody, I don't care who you are, if you've ever gained 10 to 15 pounds, it could be muscle, it could be fat.
1: It don't matter
0: you're not moving the same nope. and you are more winded
1: no it takes so much time to get your body accustomed to being at that weight to move at a certain speed it's, like it, it's yeah it's impossible and the worst part is is he's not is what he's gonna do canelo's gonna do but it'd be heavier yeah. and be and be comfortable. You see what I'm saying, last night? I saw I see him getting caught in the third round. Yeah. He going to get caught in the third oh You know what the best part is? This, this is on record. It'd be crazy. I'm, I might just bet this way. I might try to play this shit back. Yeah, I'm, I'm it,
0: betting Canelo. It's just I got to figure out the round, actually. So yeah, here I'm yeah. saying ninth, but the more that I think about it, it could definitely be earlier because unless Charlo has been boxing people that are 168, boxing his brother like he does him and his brother not even cool or whatever like you know from, uh, any, like they're beefing right now based off of what they say i don't know
1: hopefully mm, you, know, that's, you know, behind
0: closed doors uh, but from a sparring standpoint shouldn't you be yeah. sparring somebody that, and i don't know anybody that's shorter and heavier except for uh maybe plant and can't, plant can't, ain't fucking with you you know plant ain't fucking with none of you, both
1: of y'all <laughs> Hey, so, but, <laughs> hey, did you watch Plant? No, I'm, I'm so I'm so glad this is Midnight Man's baby. Let's bring. I wish we got a bell. Ding, 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 ding. Hey, man, hold on. Plant. I just watched the interview. And I sped through it, but he he broke down why he slapped the Charler brother whichever one it whatever the one he slapped the shit out Mal, of Maul hey. on okay. why he slapped him because he was like, yo, you know, and he's. I mean, the way he talked is so funny, bro. He's like. He's like, you know, he's like, I, I don't know how to take him. He's like, because sometimes he be like, how he, he hiding cool, he hiding cool. So he be like, yo, I fuck with you, boy. I, you know, fuck with you, boy. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I really, we got to do some shit together, blah, 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 blah. And then he be like, you know, I'll beat your ass. You know, I'll beat shit. I fuck that shit out your white boy ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, that's why he talking. And I'm like, so I'm like, so then I guess he said some shit. He's like, no. Nah. He's like, no. Nah. Like, nah. like, nah. like, nah. And then, so I guess he was like, yo reason I don't fuck with you, or I, I'm just, I'm not saying I don't fuck with you, is like, I'm just like, it is what it is, like, because you you hot and cold, bro. Like, you be like, sometimes you be like, yo, this, like that, and then you be like, yo, fuck that nigga. Well, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Whatever, since some random shit on, on an interview. So I, I get where he's coming from, where he was like, you know, I'm just, I'm a grown-ass man. I'm a, I'm a fighter, for one. I'm a family man. I stand on principles. I don't, I don't, I don't have no feelings towards you. I don't, I, I don't know you. We, we don't have a relationship. You, you, you're off, without saying it like that. You know what I'm saying? Being humbly, he was just like, "Yo, I just don't know how we, how we stand." No disrespect, you know, because some people just try to just set up a fight. But he was like, "Nah," he's like, "I,", I but I can't really tell. So I respect that. When Caleb said that, man grabbed his beard and pulled his chin beard right here nah and because he he disrespected his wife he said something about it he said he, he he gave his wife a pet name I can't I don't remember what Caleb Plant's wife's name is it's like something but something you could maybe give a pet name to that would be very short of whatever the name is or a little shorter than the name is and he said he's like yo that's not my sign he's like oh He's like what I'm saying you don't disrespect me you don't know my wife like that you don't know me like that don't give her no pet names. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, then, and that's when he grabbed his chin beard, bro. If I'm look here, man, I don't care if you the Rock Johnson, bro. You grab my chin beard, I'm throwing, I'm hitting you in the nuts at least, my guy. Like, like, we, we, like, it's not, um, it's, man, a pause, <laughs> it's a wrap. I'm pause, a lot of hey. pause. Guy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't grab no man's beard, bro. But before we do the Caleb plant, I do want to call out one point that you made
0: on the Charlos. People are looking at Canelo like he's old. And him and Charlo, they're 33. Both of them 33. The one thing that I would call out is Canelo might have age as far as how many fights. Obviously, as an amateur, as a young person, you know, he's had more fights.
1: How many wars has Canelo been?
0: that's That's what I'm saying. His resume is... Much larger. So I think as far as the wear and tear. You can give him that. But not. What? As far as age.
1: At, okay give me. Give me an example of Canelo's wear and tear. Right he fought Triple
0: G three times. That's a lot.
1: Name one not, time he not, came out of that looking beat up. Like beat up bad. Well. Don't get me wrong. I, what I'm saying, I, I see what you're I, saying. You're, you're saying you're. It, it, I'm nah, fighting a I, top level fighter. It's like Rocky. Rocky took so many like in the movies. You know what I'm saying. He him, uh his body I'm, breaks hold down. Hold
0: on, man. Hold on. If you preparing for a fight is a lot. That's wear and tear. Period. Just those the training camps. Uh, preparing for a fight, going into a fight and getting punched on. That's a lot. So if you imagine the amount of hits that he's received that's a lot when you think about wear and tear to the point where he had to rehab his hand. Same thing with, with Mel. He just rehabbed his hand. He's been out 16 months. Canelo's been fighting a whole lot more to the point where I'm going to give you one more example. What weight did Canelo start at when he started boxing and he's consistently moved up to the point where he just moved up and then got beat. <laughs>
1: he moved yeah. up
0: and then yeah. got beat. That's wear and tear on the body that's what i'm saying i'm not saying it in a nah. good way or a bad way i'm just saying nah, it's
1: i get it i get it that's the it.
0: one way that i would look at it from um, but i don't think i don't think jamel is going to be able to
1: yeah,
0: fuck that. put his will you know establish his will on canelo and say hey look no. i'm going to own you i just don't no. i don't see that huh? i don't see that happening throughout that's the fight I I so,
1: I I don't know what it no it. listen. One more That's thing really that sure.
0: I'll say, you know, just to make you understand this point. Or not you, but anyone else, and just to get this thought out of my head. Canelo has been doing his own thing for a while. He has the Canelo promotions. Mm-hmm. He's he after he separated from I think Golden Boy, I believe, he's been doing his own thing for for a while now. He just signed a deal for three fights. With PBC, which allows him the opportunity to fight all of these people that are in that camp, being the Ch- the Charlos, uh, plans all of those. So with that being the case, he's not coming out his first fight and losing. Stop playing. Just no. think about it like that. Okay, no. just bet on the round. No. Just going to Canelo. Yeah. Bet on the round.
1: That's the hard part. What round? I don't think it's going to be like a good decision. It's gonna be a stoppage.
0: I think at this point it has to be a stoppage. I don't have faith in the Charlo's. I don't have faith in the trainer.
1: It is, especially
0: yeah. after matter. I'll it, the tell you one is thing.
1: about to happen.
0: One thing that I would want you to look at is after the fight with Bud Crawford. They, you know, since I bought the fight, I sat there and I watched the whole thing. I was gonna watch every single <laughs> bit of that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> after the fight, money's been they, paid they brought them in to have a conversation because and it was total dominance and since it was i was like i just can't believe what i just saw so i wanted to watch it and understand more yeah. they brought them in after they got dressed and then they you know had to have a conversation about um, what happened and it was Spence and uh, his trainer it was they, they, Bud they, they, and his trainer yeah uh-huh. and They asked Spence, what happened? And Spence was just like, you know, I'm a grown man. man. I'm not going to make any excuses. One thing I will say is that my timing was off. And like, so what was it about your timing? What was it about your training? And he was like, I'm not going to make that. When he said that, the trainer looked at him like, Oh man, you gonna put it on me. You know, he gonna, <laughs> he's like, oh man, you're gonna put it on me. But he's like, No, I'm a grown man, I'm not gonna make any excuses. And from hey, that he point on, bad, that though. let me he know looked... that he wasn't prepared. He wasn't he wasn't set up for success.
1: No, nah, but that being he knows the case, it. but you can tell Derrick James doing it too though. He was getting outclassed every round. His but whatever, whatever adjustments. He was giving you know what let's not even go back into this because it's gonna take forever. It's gonna kill our whole pod yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah no, I'm, with a, I'm with you I'm yeah, with you. Yeah,
0: Derek James, I don't think he has he has to show me and he has to I mean, I don't know. I don't know who they fought last year. The people that they fighting this year out that camp, he might end up losing every single fight he got. Or at least all the major ones that I've been watching. <laughs> didn't <laughs> didn't
1: um, Ryan Garcia just go over there?
0: I don't know. Let me see about that. Yeah, I, can, I can
1: look it up too. Today I got a laptop, y'all. I ain't got money like that. I can't just do it. Like I ain't got it Bro.
0: Yeah, he trains Anthony Joshua, Aero Spence. Jameel Chalo, Ryan Garcia, and Burley Brooks.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So Ryan just joined another shitty-ass camp. I
0: mean, he... I
1: ain't gonna say shitty. And well, I'm, no, know I just I'm not think, like,
0: Garcia has to because... I'm a little lit. Yeah, Garcia uh, was a tank, you know?
1: Bro, he, he, mm-hmm. man, listen. You see how the I, conversation just always gets back to tank, Paul?
0: Nah, I mean, he has to do something different, you know, like, so yes, that that tank was different. So, cool. alright, so we, we got it, man. We going Canelo. Everybody's in favor of Canelo. We just got to figure out and agree on which round and we're going to bet on because I think that that's where the Canelo stoppage is really going to pay dividends.
1: I think the damage starts up. in the third. The damage starts in the third round. Book it. And it's gonna end in the seventh. I'll be pissed if it goes in the eighth. And you said the ninth. It's in between, but
0: I think the eighth round is is something that is a safe bet, right? Yeah. If if you want to go with the eighth, that's a safe one. And I think that the majority of people that would predict any type of stoppage, normally they'll say the eighth because they'll feel like, you know. Even is better than odds, but the truth of the matter is, <laughs> the truth of the matter is, depending on what Canelo does and how he feels, he starts off slow, you know, and yeah, and I think that's the same thing with Bud too. That's the that's the strategy of a seasoned vet. I've been here before. I know exactly what to do, and I'm not trying to prove out anything. Mm i think I'm,
1: to, I'm i'm setting you up for, mm-hmm. for, for a moment for moments and when i hit those moments the more i hit those moments and it's not like just like one around there's like four or five moments in a round it's like hey boom boom. boom. the way i move you here all right sweet boom i connect there I, all right I to that moment boom and the more those continue so round one you're looking for like five or seven moments you know what I'm saying? I'll say five or seven it's a big jump but I'll say seven moments and you hit five of them boom second round you hit three out of four boom and you keep just hitting those and that confidence comes and then you hit that one that creates the damage the one that creates the real damage Not because all those moments you're looking to create damage you create to to do something that's gonna move him or change his thought process I mean, I'm thinking about it as a fight. Like, if I'm hitting somebody, bro, I'm. I'm if I'm throwing something, if, I, if I'm definitely sober and we fighting, I'm trying to, and you know how to fight too? Shit, we got to, we, we going we going to war. I'm trying to think, all right, how can I create damage on you? I'm thinking this stick through like war, and that's what these guys are doing. And they're doing it every round, every round. So the more Canelo builds that up, and if he lands, like I think it's the third round where he's going to land that shot that's going to be like, ooh. Where it, like blood starts to go, you know what I'm saying, and that's when it's gonna like it's gonna, it's gonna build, it's gonna build. I say yes, it could continue because you know how boxing is. People, you start to take it off, like because if it happens in the third, it's it's not he's not gonna get knocked out in the fourth or the fifth. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna linger on, and it can go to the ninth or something like that or even later. But I just I do not see him walking away. And I don't care what he does what he's prepared, what Derek James is trying to get him to think about. When Canelo starts to connect, whether it's just, you know, those glancing body ones that he's throwing to keep you moving. So you can't really get in a rhythm. It's a wrap, bro. Cause he a stalker. He's a stalker.
0: That's my biggest thought associated with how, Canelo will control this fight. I don't care what the camp is. If you look at who's in Derek James camp, I don't know the the background and who they've been sparring with, but I, I cannot think of one person in 168 or up who would be able to come in and spar with Charlo and show you anything close to Canelo power.
1: No, no, no. Or or, or, or ring or ring. I hate using the word generalship. I want to use the word ownership, like the way he can like because you can think you're moving around and you're doing this and you're doing the jab and you're, you know, what I'm saying because if you watch Charlo, like I'm pretty sure if, if I remember like watching his last couple of fights in the past, like he has this, like this left foot like lead where it's kind of flat, But he can't really pivot off of that too much which is not a bad thing if you're, like, fighting somebody else who who's very, like, flat-footed. You know what I'm saying? You can kind of use that as a kind of set-up and then set-up punch and then fire a, a, a right, I'm saying, right cross or right hook or right uppercut, right jab. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying right jab or, or, or right hook with that. A lot of things you can do with that. So, like, I get it, but for him, I feel like it leaves him open to the left hook. I'm I'm pretty sure I, I remember Canelo trying that on Floyd numerous times, but Floyd was very elusive.
0: Yeah, I am think... thinking
1: back to younger Floyd. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying younger Canelo too. Like Can when him, he was like yeah. like when he was stalking, like when he knew like when he knew he had to do something. I think watch him watch his younger fights. Like now I'm not talking about the amateur shit. Like watch him like before Floyd, like when he was in I can't remember what that, that dude he fought before. I've been drinking a little bit but um, It's like he gets This like movement and then Almost like he's like really Kind of squaring you up and then he gets This he drops and he has his Left hand that just It's not like a looping one it's kind of in tight And then it just like snaps Let this motherfucker Charlo, Throw one of those lefts that just Kind of and Canelo just kind of slips It to the left a little bit and he just Fires that up in there that'll be the one That really rocks him and then that'll be the start. So I, that's what I see in my head. Maybe I'm crazy, but no, man, it's on think, wax now.
0: I think this is a great, this is a great conversation and a great situation for us to at least get it out because a lot of people talk about it. But I think based off of what we've seen, what we saw, I'm gonna go knife just because I feel like they're gonna have to make it a fight, have to make it fun. Um, I do see a stoppage. I, I won't say that I see him getting knocked out clean. I, I'm, <laughs> and the reason why <laughs> is the reason why I don't see them getting knocked out clean is because I haven't seen one of those in a very long time. Yeah, Usually good, what I see, like I'm talking about like you knock down and then you can't get up and then the ref just comes in at, with the 10 count. I see it as. He's going to try to make it seem like Canelo's not doing anything
1: while mm-hmm. Canelo's
0: punishing him. Mm-hmm. Pause. And then the ref is going to say, hey, look, I got to cut this out. You know, it's time to protect the boxer, protect the fighter. And I do see that happening. Um, that's why I said ninth, because if I go seven, like you said, if I go early, that's because I believe that, Canelo just gonna clean knock him out. And I don't know if has he lost by knockout? Has he ever been knocked out or knocked down before?
1: He's been knocked down, but I don't think he's been knocked out. <coughs> Even his last like the loss on his record, I don't think Canelo's been knocked out. I think who who the fuck knocked out Canelo? I don't know he lost to Floyd. I mean he lost to that dude when he jumped up, whoever that was. He beat Caleb Plant, right?
0: Man,
1: yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, Caleb. Caleb can't play good. Didn't him. didn't Caleb try to slap him? Who who did Caleb try to slap? No, that was that was uh Benavidez and uh and uh Crawford in the uh face off at the weigh in.
0: You know, Caleb plans from the Ville.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah Ville. <laughs> I, I don't just I look. I, I look, man. I, fuck, I don't really fuck with him, but I like how I like I like how he carry himself. He he he's stand on some shit. Yeah,
0: he's from the Ville, man. So
1: I don't know him well, like that, but you know he's from the Ville, So you, say, you
0: know, Ashland City. You know, anything you can, you born in Middle Tennessee, you gonna say Nashville, right? It's easier to say. Lancey, I who the know, hell who it is? Who the Ashland hell gonna
1: City, say Ashland City, bro? Yeah,
0: yeah man, I guess if you. If if you're actually in Nashville, somebody say you, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. What you from? Oh, Ashland City, like I'm Antioch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But sure, Antioch is. Yeah, the, I, ain't, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Guaranteed. Guarantee. Oh yeah. my god, I miss home sometimes, but then I don't. Nah,
0: hey. nah, huh. nah,
1: nah. Yeah. Yes, hey, that's, 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 that's a whole versus... nother time.
0: That's a yeah, whole man. nother time. <laughs> 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 All right, man. So look, outside of you know the two is Dame Lillard and and the Charlo Canelo fight, is there anything else that you got on your mind that's present,
1: bro? I had a lot of shit, bro. Like, we got to do another session, bro. No, we ain't got <laughs> too much time. No, for real, bro. We had a whole, bro. I had a whole bunch of things I wanted to talk about i started writing them down too i gotta get my phone this is why i need a, i need another phone this is the reason why 100 because i have hey. some things i want to talk about well you know what i'm saying hey. some things, I, some things going on in the world right now a lot of people hey. about to croak bro well
0: listen it's some you things see? for us to talk about in the future sessions until yeah. then let's keep it cool and uh you know this is finn we got brent with he next time you hear him next time you see him He's going to have two phones.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, bro. Stop playing. You corny, bro. That's a dad <laughs> And that's a wrap for another episode of Midnight Madness. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did.
0: Absolutely. Remember, this podcast is for you, and your thoughts and ideas are what make it special.
1: Before we sign off, we have a small request for you, our amazing listeners. If you found value in tonight's discussion, if it resonated with you, if it made you laugh or think, please consider subscribing to Midnight Madness.
0: That's right. By hitting the subscribe button, you'll never miss an episode and we got some incredible conversations lined up and we want you to be a part of them.
1: And don't forget to hit the like button. Share this podcast with your friends and loved ones and leave a comment. Feedback means the world to us.
0: Your comments, your thoughts, and your ideas are what keep the conversation going. We're always eager to hear from you.
1: So until next time, Thank you for joining us in the madness, for speaking your truth, and for being part of this incredible community.
0: Keep the thoughts flowing, those conversations going, and those ideas growing. Stay unfiltered, stay real, and most importantly, stay you.
1: We'll catch you on the next episode.